Hello, and welcome to the Elk River Lutheran Church Powered by Love podcast, recorded in beautiful downtown Elk River, Minnesota, right on the banks of the Mississippi River. Today we'll explore the Bible, life, and faith. So sit back, relax, and enjoy some sacred wit. To be powered by love is a spiritual thing, more than a feeling. To be powered by love Don't take money Don't take fame Don't take no credit card To ride this train It's strong and sudden It's cruel sometimes But it might just save Your life To be powered by love Well, so today we are talking about a disease that is not COVID-19, so I'm very glad for that. Uh, Instead, we're talking about this disease to please. Uh, When I heard that phrase, I really thought, ooh, that is striking for uh, when we're thinking about the idea of how we care about what other people think of us. That is a disease to please. And one of the ideas I think I'm just going to come back to again and again today is this idea that being obsessed with what other people think about you might just be the fastest way to forget about what God thinks about you. So that's what I'm going to think about here today. And boy, in my life, I've got all kinds of examples of times when I cared a little pride too much about what people think. Uh, one was from earlier this fall. Uh, this fall, when Annie and my wife went back to school and our two older boys went back to school, uh, we realized that our schedules and our lives were a little different this year. I mean, go, go figure, right? And so anyway, I was going to be doing most of the pickup and the drop-off of the kids uh, going to and from school. And so uh, and I'd have the baby more days. And so it meant that it probably made sense for me to drive the family minivan every day. And so I'm a little embarrassed to admit, when we decide, like, okay, Nathan, you're going to be driving the minivan every day, my first thought was, oh, that's so uncool. I don't want to drive the family minivan. I was like, I I don't want to be seen driving around town. Our minivan is not that cool, Uh, y'all. I mean, it's nice. It's a 2014 Dodge Grand Caravan. So, I mean, it's grand, but it's beige. It's not even a cool color. It's tan. And so I'm all worried about this. And it took me a few days to get over it when I finally came to the realization of a couple of things. One, I'm not that cool to begin with, right? (laughs) Like, I'm a middle-aged dad, so, like, why wouldn't I be driving a minivan? Uh, It makes sense. And then, two, who are these people in my head who I think are going to care what kind of car I'm driving? I don't think they exist out there. And so here I worked myself up into this idea that, oh, I don't want to drive the minivan because it's uncool and people are going to care. And in reality, I don't think anyone's really going to care And so what if they did? Why should I care about that? Again, there are example after example from life where I get caught up in thinking about what people think about me or about my decisions or about whatever. And so I'm just kind of curious for all of you out here. We're going to enter the confessional booth here. So this is a safe space. I want you to go ahead and raise your hand if you have ever cared about what someone thinks of you, okay? So go ahead. Don't be shy. Raise your hand if you've ever thought, oh, no, what are they going to think? Okay, so for our folks online who can't see all the hands up, there are a lot of hands up of people admitting that they have cared what someone thinks. And then there are some people who are either shy or lying and didn't raise their hands, right? Uh, Because we all have had this thought. 
We've all had, oh no, what are they going to think? Or, oh, I'm not sure about this. And we do, we care about what people think. And to a point, maybe that's okay, but it can come a, become a big time distraction. And that's where I think this phrase rings so true, that when we become obsessed with what people think about us, it's the fastest way to forget what God thinks about us. And what God thinks about us is actually that we're pretty great. That's why in this gospel reading from Matthew chapter 6, over and over again, Jesus says, do not worry. Do not worry about all of these things, like what people will think, about all of these concerns in life. He says, don't worry about it. This word comes up uh, five different times in this short reading that we heard here today. And the original Greek word, if you remember the Bible, the New Testament part of the Bible was written in Greek, and so uh, it was the Greek language, and the word that gets used there is, is uh, merimante, merimante, and it gets translated as worry, and it is, it's worry, but of course with these words, they can have multiple levels and depths of meaning, and so merimante can mean worry, but it's also anxiety, and so it's talking about anxiety and being anxious. It's also uh, you know, to carry lots of cares. And so if you have lots of cares or to be consumed with distractions. And so when Jesus is saying, do not worry, he's also saying, do not be anxious. Do not carry all of these cares. Do not be distracted or consumed with many distractions. And I think we can do that. And so he shares some of the examples of things we might get concerned about. Uh, one that he shares in verse 28 is this. He asks, why do you worry about clothing? And like that seems like kind of a funny thing of all the things in life to worry about. Jesus brings up clothing. Like why would that be, right? Uh, well, it turns out in first century uh, Israel, in that time, in Jesus' time and place, uh, the clothing that people wore uh, served as a status symbol and an indicator of your social rank. So uh, the clothes you wore could tell how wealthy you were or uh, what kind of job you did, how important you were. Clothing were an, was an outward symbol of that. That's how people saw it. I mean, can you imagine living in a society like that, like in olden times? times? Yeah, clothes aren't that much different today, right? We still see clothes as a status symbol. We, uh, that's what brands and logos are all about, is we get drawn into caring about what brand is it? Is this really a nice brand? We dress to impress. Dress for the job you want, not the job you have, right? Uh, we still see clothing in that, and yet Jesus says, don't worry so much about clothing. I remember when I was a kid, I really wanted a cool pair of tennis shoes. I thought like, oh, Nike Air Jordans or, uh, you know, Jerry mentioned Michael Jordan already. You know, I was like, yeah, if I could have a really cool pair of shoes, then that would be so awesome. And instead, I got a pair of knockoff sneakers from Payless Shoes. Uh, my dream did not become fulfilled. And so uh, I was really bummed about that, but I was also a really industrious kid. So I took a pen, and on one of the shoes, I drew a little Nike swoosh, and I wrote Nike. And then on the other one, I drew the Reebok logo, and I wrote Reebok. And so all these kids either had Nikes or Reeboks, and me... Nike Reeboks, one on each foot. So, you know, eat it, kids. I mean, I, I, I'm the envy of the school. And so it's kind of a funny way. I mean, I, I think I handled it pretty well. Uh, but in reality, you know, I was really wanting what other kids had. I was coveting those shoes. I was really wanting to be like the cool kids. And if I'm being honest, there's still plenty of times, even in adult life, 
or I'm wanting to be like the cool kids and I'm having to kind of reprogram my brain to say, oh, actually, maybe what I have is enough. Maybe the life that I'm living is actually pretty wonderful too. And I think that's what Jesus is calling us to remember, that actually things like clothes don't have to be the be-all and end-all for defining us, right? The brands and the logos aren't everything because we kind of like fancy clothes we like to wear those name brand things those emblems and we kind of tell ourselves stories like well you know it's just because i bought this it's a little more money you know not too much i got it on sale back to the midwestern you know know, sensibilities here i got a good deal on it but you know it's worth spending a little more because the quality is just so much better we convince ourselves that that's why we're doing it and and there may be some truth there but also like then does the logo need to be so big or does the emblem need to be so prominent uh, we get drawn into caring about those brands and those kind of statusy kind of symbols so we can be part of the cool kid group and yet jesus says hey why do you wear about worry about clothing so much There's really probably only one time of the week where it doesn't even cross my mind, and that is Sunday mornings, because you've maybe either noticed or uh, heard me mention it before, I actually wear the same thing every Sunday morning. It's kind of a nice deal, you know? I have multiple versions of this uh, Friar Tuck clergy shirt, and I got the gray slacks, and that's just what I do. Same thing every day. I do that for a couple reasons. One, it's like one less thing to think about and worry about on a Sunday morning where I got a lot going on in my mind anyway. Uh, That's what, uh, you know, there's people in history that did this. Steve Jobs wore the same thing every day, Albert Einstein. So I like to think I'm in pretty good company one day a week anyway. Uh, But it's also just to think like, I also don't want my clothes to be a distraction because I'm like, well, what if people are looking and thinking like, look at that color combination he's wearing. I don't want that. But I also don't want anyone else to be distracted because clothing can be a distraction just like all these other things in our life can be distractions. And when we become obsessed with what people think about us, it's the fastest way to think about what God thinks about us. Jesus wraps up this Sermon on the Mount, this big teaching that this reading comes from today. It's this big, long sermon that he gives, and he ends with this section on worry, and then that section ends with these words, where Jesus says this, Therefore do not worry, saying, What will we eat, or what will we drink, or what will we wear? He says, but strive first for the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all of these things will be given to you as well. Becoming obsessed with what people think about us is the fastest way to forget what God thinks about us. And what God thinks about us, what God thinks about you, is actually pretty good. It's a really good thing. God thinks you're pretty great. Ephesians 2.10 says it this way. It says, For we are God's masterpiece, who has created us anew in Christ Jesus so that we can do the good things that God has planned for us. God says, Y'all are a masterpiece, as you are a blessed and loved child of God, wonderfully created in the image of God, a masterpiece. And so do not worry about all of these other things. Do not worry. We're going to sing this song now that uh, it's a pretty new song, isn't it, Taylor? It's new to me. And so uh, it was new to me, but as I looked at it, here's the words of the chorus that just line right up with this whole idea of what other people think about us versus what God thinks about us. And so it's the songwriter speaking these words to God, and uh, it says this, You say I am loved when I can't feel a thing. 
You say I am strong when I think I am weak. You say I am held when I'm falling short. And when I don't, be, when, and when I don't belong, you say I am yours. And I believe, oh, I believe what you say of me. I believe. This is the calling that Jesus gives us, that we are called to believe that God thinks that we are a masterpiece, to not get obsessed with all of these other details in life. What's for lunch? What are we going to wear? Uh, where are we going to go today? To not worry by, be worried by all those distractions, but instead live the life we're living, enjoy the blessings all around us, and celebrate that we are God's masterpiece. Mm. Thanks be to God. Amen. Amen. As Nathan said that we're going to sing this song called You Say. It's, it's on popular radio. If you listen to it, you've heard it. Um, but I'll sing the chorus first, and we'll get to know it a little bit. Then when I get to that chorus, you sing along with me, okay? But if you know the song, sing along with me. It's a great reminder for who we are through God. You say I am loved when I can't feel a thing. You say I am strong when I think I am weak. You say I am held when I am falling short. And when I don't belong, oh, you say I am yours. And I believe, oh, I believe what you say of me. Is in my head that say I'm not enough. Every single lie that tells me I will never measure up. Am I more than just the sum of every high and every Sing that chorus together. You say, 
You say I am loved when I can't feel a thing. You say I am strong when I think I am weak. You say I am held when I am falling short. And when I don't belong, oh, you say I'm yours. Thanks for joining us. You can find more information about Elk River Lutheran Church at our website, elkriverlutheran.org. And if you'd like to give to support this podcast and the other ministries of the church, just click that Give button at the top of the homepage. Thanks again, and have a great week. Don't take money, don't take fame, but it might just save your life to be powered by love.